triangulation, how getting others on our side hurts our marriage, episode 135. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Welcome, my Awaken You listeners. How are you this week? I have a fresh update on my knee, which unfortunately is a setback. I tripped. I'm not sure that I even tripped. It all happened so fast. I was out on a path trying to navigate a downed tree, and I had a pupper (laughs) attached to my hip. And as I was trying to get under the tree, the dog lunged, I fell and heard a snap in my knee. And it appears as though I haven't gotten the results back from my MRI, but it appears as though I have torn my MCL. So we'll see what the doctors say when they read that imaging, but... uh, Hopefully, there's no damage done to the meniscus and my original surgery. It does not appear as though there is a surgery to fix the MCL. So I'm sort of back to my beginning exercises. I've been giving it a rest this week, and that's where I'm at. I'm not sure what's going on. I am looking at it as a continuation of my journey to learn how to enjoy being still and a slower pace in life. So yeah, I am just trusting that everything is all okay and is going to heal perfectly well. Oh, what a year it has been. I have been looking at this as just another way to keep me on the path of taking it easy and seeing the good that comes from trusting the process instead of trying to make the process happen and seeing all the things that are going wrong. This week, I am talking about something that I'm actually going to be teaching at an upcoming relationship mastermind. It is a dynamic I often see happening between couples and individuals in an unhappy marriage. So what I want to talk about today is what triangulation is, the positive uses of triangulation, the negative and destructive uses of triangulation, and then I'll touch on how to identify and avoid doing this so that if you notice that you're doing it, and I think it's It's common for people to talk about their problems outside of the relationship, but 
what it really does, and I'll talk about this in the episode, is it, it really breaks down the connection between the two partners. It's not the partners talking about the problem and coming to some resolution around it, right? They're not talking, they're not coming back together and repairing. So let's talk about what is this thing called triangulation. In basic English, it is when a third person gets involved in the relationship dyad. When we have a conflict or a problem and we go outside of the couple bubble and talk to other people about what is going on. I'm going to talk about positive uses of triangulation because there are, but typically we're doing it in a negative way, a way that is keeping us from connecting to our partner, keeping us from looking within to see what's going on. It might look like one of the partners turning to a friend or a coworker or even a family member like a family of origin member, or even a child to complain, find comfort, advice, and or validation. And it's very harmful when we involve our kids. And this is one thing I always say to parents that are separated or going through a divorce that to leave the other partner out of the conversations with your kids. Be the partner that just is stand up and talks about what is going on right there in the moment between yourself and the child and do not bring the parent in. It really happens because the partners aren't differentiated enough. Again, differentiation is that ability for me to be myself And to let my partner be, in my case, himself, and to also be in an intimate relationship where we are interdependent, where we integrate into each other, but we're not completely consumed with each other. We're not completely entangled within each other. So let's first look at some of the positive uses of triangulation. So it's not always a negative tactic, right? Think about one who hires a therapist or a coach or has a mentor. They are bringing in a third neutral party to help one or both of the people in the partnership sort through what is going on for them, sort through their problems. Maybe they're helping them communicate in this safe setting where The third party can help the couple stay regulated and engaged. They can ask questions to help the couple get maybe a different perspective and move through whatever it is they feel stuck in. I mean, that's for sure what I do with my clients. I am that person to hear what they're saying, say it back to them or help them see it differently and have compassion and understanding for what they are actually feeling. I also think that uh, when you have a really good friend who is a good listener, is 
listening to one party to let that person sort of sort through and come to their own solution, that this can be a healthy dynamic without demoralizing the partner that isn't present. I do think that needs to be in a confidential space, though I also think that like if this friend is a friend of your partner as well, it puts them in this uncomfortable place, right? Where they might need to choose one or the other, or it might have them creating a different idea of who your partner is. And I don't know that that's fair. I don't think that putting somebody in that position is the best idea. And now let's look at some of the negative or destructive uses of triangulation. It can be so destructive to a relationship when one or both people in the relationship is avoiding confronting their issues with their partner. And instead, they're taking it outside of the couple bubble, outside of the relationship, to simply complain and vent so that they can feel better, get some validation without actually processing through the problem and looking inside to find out what's going on inside. How am I contributing to this problem? It can also be a way to try to manipulate a partner who isn't communicating with their spouse. So maybe one is trying to force the other or push the other to talk to them, but they're withdrawing, they're running, they're hiding, not literally, but their nervous system is shut down. They're in a state of freeze. So this other partner goes out to get this third party in an attempt to ease the tension or even bring in more ammunition in their defense. Of course, if together the couple says, you know, hey, let's bring this neutral person in and let's work through this. This can be healthy, but when you're bringing in your mom, your dad, family, or a friend into the conflict, you are not sorting through the problem. Even if they are educated in conflict resolution, I don't think it's a good idea to bring close people in. It's Often instead, though, building up a defense team, right? It's like me going out and, you know, telling the story to mom and then having mom come in and, you know, like back me up and demoralize the the partner. This is definitely not choosing your spouse or as Brene Brown would say, sitting on the same side of the table. Instead, it's bringing in reinforcement, for your argument, right? Which, you know, you kind of get this other person stuck in, you know, not wanting to take sides possibly. And you really don't want your family pitted against your partner. You want that to be a good, open, trusting relationship as well. The problem with these tactics is that it creates a lack of safety, for your spouse, because you're going outside of the marriage and pitting others against them. This really creates disconnection because 
one of you is going outside of what Stan Tatkin calls the couple bubble. And that couple bubble is that space around the two of you, which is safe and secure. And it is a, a confidential space where you can open up and share. But if you open up and share and you find out that your partner goes out and tells other people about it, you're not going to feel safe opening up again. You want to learn how to trust each other, to be open and honest and collaborative around problems and sensitive discussions. So going outside of the relationship just once even can have a spouse shutting down, fearing that anything that they say or do will be shared outside of their couple bubble. Another way I have seen this happen is, you know, when a couple is experiencing difficulty, they're living more a parallel relationship, they may focus more on the children instead of working on their marriage, right? It's focusing on the kids' activities, and it actually really puts undue stress on the children because they feel that tension between the couples and it can cause the children to experience a type of anxiety as well. And so it's super important to make sure that you're not taking relational issues and talking about them in front of your kids. Now, I do want to say, though, that conflict in itself, I think it's important for the kids to see healthy conflict, to see a mom and dad arguing and then coming back together and repairing the argument. It's important for children to see that instead of children who grow up and there's no discord seen, they think think that that's the way relationships are. And so like when they go out in the world and maybe they get married and they're struggling with conflict, they're wondering what they're doing wrong, right? So you can actually educate your children by showing them the healthy way that human beings interact and have discord than heal that discord, come back together and love on each other. So when it comes to identifying and avoiding or stopping the habit of triangulation or bringing somebody else into the conflict, it is really noticing first when And if you do it, maybe you don't do it, but I do see a lot of people do it. Noticing then when you do it and being curious about why you're going outside of the marriage to talk about it. Now, again, if it's in a healthy way with a coach or a therapist or a neutral friend, it could be part of the process of processing an argument And then being deliberate about coming back and resolving that conflict, not just leaving it be, right? If you find yourself doing this, involving other people, bringing other people into your couple bubble, 
I would suggest you first take time to use all of the tools that I share here on Awaken You to help you sort through the conflict, the argument, whatever, the discord that is going on before you talk to anyone. That is your number one priority. And that's what I do with my clients. I help them sort through that. I help them look at the facts of what happened, not their thoughts about it, the facts. And then we look at the story that they're making up about what happened, what they're thinking about it. And then we look at how they're feeling. Why are you feeling that way? What primal fear is coming up for you? And remember just a few episodes back, that conflict to clarity where I talked about identifying your deepest fears. And then how is that attached to an old familiar story from a previous relationship? Because it always is, right? It always is. I would really say stay away from family. If you've been involving family, then notice it. Notice when you have the urge to go outside of the couple bubble and talk to your family. You want your family to love your spouse, not to be pitted against them. And if you notice yourself starting to open up to a family member, just stop yourself. If you've already shared, then that's okay. Stop when you notice or even after the fact, you can do that evaluation. What went well? Okay, I needed to talk about it, right? What didn't go so well? I didn't talk to the right person about it. I should have talked to my spouse. And what can I do differently? I can sort through it. I can book a courageous love conversation and talk to Christine about it. And then I can schedule time to go back and talk to my partner about it, right? And then if you've been involving a third party, you can apologize to them. Tell them that you've noticed you've been doing this and could you please help me stop? Have them as an accountability partner. When you do it, really ask them, okay, if I do this again, could you please just stop me and tell me, you know, this, we're not going to do this anymore. You asked me to not listen to the conflict in your marriage. Let's talk about something else. If you have this very neutral friend that you want to go to, make sure, one, that you've done what I just talked about. You've processed through. You have a time in place when you're going to meet with your partner to talk about what you discovered and find some repair. But then if you do talk to somebody in between those times before you talk to your partner, make sure you tell the friend specifically what it is that you want from them, right? You want them just to listen, No fixing, no feeling sorry for you, no partner bashing. These are boundaries you can set up and then have your friend enforce those boundaries. The awareness is really going to start with you seeing that you're bringing somebody else in. And then it will be that process of changing that pattern. I've talked about that here on Awaken You, those stages of awareness. You can search the archives and find that and listen to that episode. It is really the work that I do with my clients is 
helping them sort through their conflict and why they're not talking to their partner about it. What's keeping them from opening up? That's what I have for you this week, my friends. A short and sweet conversation about triangulation. Do you need to vent about something that is happening in your relationship? I would love to listen to you. It is a perfect reason to book yourself a Courageous Love Conversation. Find the link in the show notes to book that and let sort through what is going on for you so that you have some steps that you can take, some awareness that you can create for yourself around what is going on and help you to have the courage to go back to your partner and repair. And there is nothing better than the repair process. It feels so good. And then before I leave, have you gone and downloaded my Abundant Love mini course? This course is going to help you change what you're focused on in your marriage. If you're focused on all the things that are going wrong and you can't see anything that's going right, and or the, the list for what's going right is so short, you must download this course. It's free. It will help you create what I call your love affirmation list. Download it today. The link is in the show notes. Share this episode with a friend who maybe is dragging you into their relationship. I love you all. Have an amazing week. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life. We study it and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you.